Check, check, one, two. Is that going to register as anything? Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the worst show in history. My name is Andy Rivers. I'm a comedian, and these are my worst jokes and joke ideas for October. During the pandemic, it was very easy to write. You could do 100 podcasts because you had nothing else going on. But now I'm touring. I'm allowed out of the house. Uh, my parents demand that I visit them. Um, and I'm trying to stay in the will because comedy is not going well. But um, <clears throat> I've tried a couple podcasts. It's hard to get you and 17 friends on the same schedule and... But I still need to write stuff, and I need to think that people are going to listen to it eventually. Um, because otherwise, I'll just sit around and play Call of Duty all day. So, because the voices in my head are loud, I have to empty them onto a page, and I think that's what this is going to be. Just a monthly check-in, and that way I can keep myself accountable. You know, I used to write like five pages a week during the pandemic, and now I think if I can hit five pages a month. Uh, so some of these are going to be completed jokes, topical. Um, the Black Mermaid, what? <laughs> um, and then some of these are random. This is going to be audio only for now, if I ever put this out, but... Uh, you know, I'm doing this on a spur of a moment idea, knowing that I need to, you know, get something out there. The Mariners were in the playoffs for the first time in 20 years. Time flies, and things changed. 20 years ago, I was a 17-year-old loser, broke with no direction in life, and now the Mariners are in the playoffs, or they were. Every year, <clears throat> I'm like, I'm not getting invested into this team. And then inevitably, game 160, I'm pinning yarn to the wall like Charlie Day in the meme. I'm like, if the Astros lose and a meteor hits Yankee Stadium and they add two more wildcard spots, I think we have a chance. I remember we used to sit behind home plate and I would bring my glove. My dad would always tell me I wasn't getting a foul ball We're right behind the net. And then one day, it was my birthday, a ball flew over us like it did a million times. I looked up, and my dad laughed at me, and uh, I sat back down, and then the ball hit me on the head. Some guy from the upper deck dropped the ball, and it landed on my head at a young age, which explains a lot. Boink. The guy behind us kept the ball. <clears throat> I remember that. My dad kind of looked at him and was like, hey, give me the ball. It hit my kid. It's going to be permanent damage. <clears throat> like he's going to be <clears throat> a fan of baseball or you know, something terrible like that could play out later in his life. <clears throat> and um, the guy was like, no. Um, and I remember that clearly because I think that that was a moment that... <laughs> could have changed the direction of my adulthood even. If I had watched my dad try to fight that guy, imagine how much different my life would be, my role model. These are the pivotal moments in your child's life. 
<clears throat> and remind me, I'll make a note here because I can't talk to anybody, but um, I'll tell you another pivotal story later. You know, my dad could have fought the guy. He could have, uh, and and it was, you know, 1995 or something like that, that the fighting people was alive. There was no, it was allowed. There was no cell phone cameras to film stadium fights. There was no um, punching people in public was allowed. You know, he, he was a famous radio host. He could have gotten away with it. You know, who doesn't have a, a little... Uh, you know, a couple scraps on their record back in the day. But yeah, he just he just calmly laughed at the guy and and later he was like, "Yeah, buy you ice cream, that guy's a jerk." And I was like, "Okay." And I did eventually get a ball from batting practice. Once they realized I was okay or I should say, once they realized I was like that before the ball hit me in the head. <laughs> well, we're sorry. Please don't sue us. No, he was like that before. He's just a little slow. Oh, okay, fine, fine, cool. We'll put him on the big screen and celebrate Autism Awareness Month or whatever. Um, I remember the Mariners. I thought this was funny. The Mariners had a famous peanut guy that was the most famous until two thousand until until Griffey in like ninety nine. We had a peanut guy, uh, 95 was Griffey, I'm just testing you, your knowledge at home. I also smoked a joint, that's how I felt guilty that I smoked a, I have a flight in three hours, but I was just playing Xbox and I was like, I wrote all these jokes and I, you know, I should, you know, <laughs> leave evidence behind for, uh, sorry, I, I darker jokes. But, um, you know, it's a, it's a note for the cops later when they find me in the doorway. Listen, it's going fine. I don't need to... Well, I'll take any email I can get, but, you know, don't worry about it. There was a famous peanut guy. And um, I think that's, that's how you know how you're bad as a, a franchise sports team. You know, like there's guys on the field getting a million dollars, and I'm like, hey, this guy making seven fifty is worth more. He's he's a he's got a better arm than the pitcher, Bobby Ayala. He would do all these tricks behind the back, and he'd give you cool nicknames. He'd be like, "What's up, sport?" He's a suave guy, and he was like in commercials for drinking and driving, and uh. I don't. You don't see a lot of that anymore. I feel like no one. No, there's no pizzazz. Beer here. Get your beer. Like I don't. Do they even do that anymore? Maybe. Maybe I just don't really drink, so I don't notice it. Um. <laughs> it'd be funny to throw bottles like that behind the back at a guy. Make make it flip in the air. They don't allow bottles now. And now everything's plastic because people kept stabbing the players when they missed the game-winning field goal. Oh, generation's so soft. <laughs> I don't like live sports. I think it it costs a million dollars to go. There's a guy spilling beer on your head. This guy's yelling racial slurs, and I get it. It's the name of the team. Go Commanders, but 
The problem is, too, I'm a stoner. Baseball and pot don't mix, really. Sometimes when you smoke pot, time slows down. And all the time at a baseball game, time slows down. You know, you'll be like, it's, I've been here for 17 years. It's, it's the third inning. Now you know why they call it America's pastime. Every night is turn back the clock night. Um, <laughs> baseball is like a museum was a sport. You know, you just go because your dad wants to or... Um, my friend uh, the other day said, uh, at least I can say I was a Mariners fan before it was cool. And I was like, well, it's still not cool. So... Uh, I don't know if it'll ever be cool. I think we're going to have a good team next year, maybe. But, uh, you know, a lot of this is what you see. It is maybe even with the Seahawks a little bit. I don't want to read too much into their comments where they're like, oh, it's, you know, doesn't matter if we have a star player. No one cares who gets the credit. This is the big thing in the Seahawks locker room right now. And, and I don't think that they're like, Russell Wilson was a dickhead. But uh, I'm sure it's the team chemistry helps. If you like your coworkers, you know, you're going to have a better time. <clears throat> I remember I've been a Seahawks fan since way before it was cool. Um, Joey Galloway, Warren Moon. Uh-oh, 9 o'clock. Um, I remember we had an autographed football by a quarterback named Rick Meyer. And a couple years later, <clears throat> he maybe retired or he was on a different team for sure. And we thought, you know, we'll just sell it at a, we're, you know, we had a garage sale and we're looking for shit. We're not really memorabilia people. At a certain point, you can't have a sports room. You know, it looks like you're, if it looks, if you looks like you live in a college dorm room in your forties, it's embarrassing. At least that's what my parents tell me whenever they visit. But um, so we had a garage sale, and we're like, "That's got to be worth a million dollars." But uh, we'll just say seventy-five bucks. That seems reasonable. So we write seventy-five on the sticker, and some guy walks up and he's tossing the ball and he's looking at it and getting a grip and he's like, "It's a real autograph." We're like, "Yeah," and he goes, "Seventy-five. That's it." We're like, "Yeah, seventy-five." He walks through his truck, and he comes back, and he hands my dad three quarters. <laughs> so that's how little this, I mean, he's a bad, I don't want to say he's a bad quarterback. He's a better quarterback than me, but $60, $75, and he was like, oh, 75 cents is what I would pay for it. And, um... I remember this guy, John Kitna. And I remember my dad used to make fun of him by saying, that guy got hit by every branch on the ugly tree. He fell out of the ugly tree and hit every branch on the way down. Here's the thing. You want a good-looking quarterback. It's important to the franchise. I'll take Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, he's not scared of a little contact. He's in lots of threesomes. Ooh, comedy night. Sold another ticket. Buying tickets to my live shows. This is an ad break. 
Speaking of threesomes, he knows how to fit things in tight spaces, you know, and he knows how to avoid contact. You know, he's not going to take chances. He doesn't, he's a pretty boy. He doesn't want to get hit like Mayweather, I guess. I don't know anything about boxing, but, uh, you know, he knows he's not actually good at football. He just has to look like a good quarterback or, you know, sell insurance. Um, <laughs> you don't want a quarterback that looks like a war veteran. He comes back to the sideline. They're everywhere. I see them in my dreams. I hate when I stop and start and it gives me the metronome again. This is a first uh, first podcast here. We're we're getting our feet under us. I was also going to talk about this. I didn't want to say anything or make it a big deal. A few weeks ago, one of the Mariners players followed me on Instagram, which is a lot of pressure. You know, the first thing he sees every day when he checks his phone is potentially in under my control. Now I'm just... Saying if the opposite team wants to throw me a couple bucks, I could slide in his DMs with some hate mail, wreck his confidence for the big game, roast him, use my comedic skills. But obviously I'm a fan of the team. I would never, I could never live with myself and nobody made an offer. So, since then I've only been posting my A-plus material. Nothing but... Inspirational quotes, Jesus loves the children, etc., etc. So I want you to know that I take credit for this team's success. As if I'm part of the team. They say laughter is the best medicine. I'm basically one of the trainers. I'm a mental health trainer. Don't they have coaches for that? But with great power comes great responsibility. What got you here won't get you there. So I've been... Posting all weekend, looking at the tape, you know, trimming the 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 reels and chopping up the stories, and I've, all my all my stories are like, check out this app that tracks your sleep. Hey, these are my favorite lower back stretches. You know, I just really want to <laughs> help the team. In a, you know, if I post a bad joke and I post some dick joke, and he's like. Yeah, what a hack. I can't believe this is disgusting. I just I uh, was uh, playing, you know, Snoopy. <laughs> I was going to say Snoop Dogg. I was playing Charlie Brown and Snoopy sing along for my kids in the car. And then I checked Instagram to look at this girl's juicy ass. And I, I see this dork's comedy talking about his his huge worm. Ooh, and then he goes to the, <laughs> he hears me making fun of baseball. Baseball is a stupid sport. It's too slow. And then he's up there going, I got to, I got to entertain better. I got to swing faster. I got to hit more home runs. And then he strikes out with the bases loaded. And it's my fault. I'm in his dreams. They lost, by the way. 
Which is funny because we did this new rally cap thing where we put uh, shoes on heads. But it only worked one time. So I think the shoe on the head record is one and three. So I think, you know, let's try something else. Maybe not, you know, the the shoe on the head is not a good rally cap. It's hard to get it to sit on your head. It's not a head-shaped object. Your head is not a shoe, you know, shaped. <laughs> there's a there's an ankle thing that goes up sometimes. It just, just doesn't... Or what, are you going to set the bottom of it on your head? And now you stepped in peanuts and uh, Cracker Jacks and semen. And now that's on your forehead. I know you're used to having two out of three of those on your forehead, the nuts and the peanut butter. But uh, come on, folks. Stay with me. The The rally shoe needs to stop. Obviously, we need something even more extreme. We need to vote Republican. There should be a better punchline there, but I couldn't think of anything creative. We should vote Republican because, listen... These billionaire owners of sports teams have to afford a team. The only way the Mariners are going to win is if they sign Aaron Judge to a billion-dollar contract, and then they can't do that if they're paying $4,500 a year to your kid's school. Think about the priorities. Your kid doesn't need to learn the kid can grow up to learn baseball how about that how about we settle for the the school gets to use the baseball stadium <laughs> the kids can learn in the dugout and in the uh, locker rooms and then um you know grow up to be we got to farm talent here Listen, if we just make if we make more kids talented at baseball and we just instead of only having 32 teams, we have 57. Think of how many more people that employs. Right? A team is this billion dollar, you know, they're giving people jobs. This is part of my rant. I mean, I'm being stupid, but I mean, this is part of my people are like Facebook spent $15 billion on virtual reality and it didn't even work. And I'm like, well, yeah, they have to pay people. Smart people cost a lot of money. So, like, <laughs> you want you want to take food out of that developer's mouth? They're making $200,000 a year working 80 hours a day. They deserve good money. It should cost $14 billion. It should cost more than that to create an alternate universe that I can put glasses on and and fuck my third grade teacher. You know, virtual reality in virtual reality. <laughs> this is uh gone too far. I'm having fun though. It's going better than I thought it would. Listen. 
don't get mad at, I mean, get mad at rich people, but get, you know, let's not get crazy about it. That sound reasonable? If you make money because you're doing some cool shit, you know, like, I get it. I mean, I want to be rich also, but I don't want to work that hard for it. As evidenced by this podcast. <laughs> um, my tour schedule has been insane. In the month of October, I was in Honolulu, Hawaii, which was a great show. We almost, we basically broke even for vacation, you know? Couple, uh, we did it with Tyler Smith and the Dope Show. Check out the Dope Show. Who smokes weed? That me. Some free, free drugs. Some free beaches, beaches and beaches. The comedy tour. Uh, I almost had a threesome in Honolulu. This really hurts to bring up. I thought I wrote some stuff down, but I have. I told this on stage too, but uh, you know, it might be six months for the video. Who knows? This girl, I'll try to keep this short. Came up to me after was like, "I saw you uh, open for Steve a couple months ago, and I just got a divorce, and I moved here. Blah blah blah. Come party with us tonight." I'm like, "Well, sounds good." Then she's like admitting, she's like, oh, I didn't know. She kind of goes like, I didn't know I was going to like you. And I have a Bumble date later. But I don't really want to see him. I just want to hang out with you guys. And I'm like, that's really cool. I think that's a good idea. But she's like, also like, I shouldn't let this guy, I shouldn't ghost him or, you know, whatever. And so we walk over to another bar. It's the. Oh, it's the worst thing. I hate the loud, the dance clubs, the loud music. There's Sports Center on the screen. That's all I want to watch. Everyone's like, come dance. So I'm like, I don't. It's Hawaii. It's 80 degrees already. And, uh, you know, my <laughs> my balls are a swamp. They can film Jurassic Park in the, uh, it's a spitter. Uh, swamp. Swamp ass. That's why they, uh, boy, they, anytime you travel to like tropical, like Florida, even, you're like, I get, I get where that, that feeling comes from. Washington, we're so privileged. No sweaty balls very often. But anyway, we're at the thing, we're dancing. I'm kind of like, hey, let's, uh, let's get out of here, you know, let's get, let's get on with it, you know? She's, she's kind of, she, it, First of all, she goes and meets her date, and then I left because I was like, "You're on a date. This I hate this whole thing. I don't want to drink. I don't want to dance. I'm out of here." So I, 15 minutes, I start walking back to my hotel, and then she texts me like, "I hate this guy. Please come back." And I'm like, "Fine." And Corey's texting me like, "She totally wants to fuck you. Come back here." And I'm like, "All right. She's really hot." Uh, even though I'm uncomfortable about just meeting you and uh, making out with my Uber driver, you know, <laughs> summoning a woman from my phone. It's a new bit I'm doing. 
callback to jokes you don't even know exist yet. Fun. Where I'm kind of like, hey, let's uh, go smoke a joint on the beach. Let's uh, do something. She's like, no, no, we got to stay. We got to dance. She has 17 more shots. Next thing I know, I mean, the whole time I'm like, hey, how about now? Let's get out of here. No, no, no. Next thing I know, it's 2 in the morning. We're at this gay bar, a karaoke bar. I'm having some confusing boners. Um, and I just, I just, you know, I look at Corey. Corey's drunk also, and he's tired. And I go, we're three blocks from our hotel. They're off singing and dancing. There was another girl that was like puking on the sidewalk and they're all, you know, girl power rallying around her, holding her hair for her. Someone call the cops. So I'm like, I there's no way this ends in a good night. I'm out of here. Boom. Feeling great about my decision. Wake up at 10 and there's a text from her that's like, sorry for the late night booty call. Uh, I know you're you're more than just a piece of meat. I totally respect you and whatever, whatever. And I'm like, what? And then I scroll up and it's like, where are you? It's like 4 a.m. Where are you? Tina and I want to bang you. Hurry up. Come over. We're two blocks away. Blah, blah, blah. You know, missed call, missed call. And I'm like, no. It was right there. But also, I'm 37. You can't expect me to stay up till 4 in the morning for a potential threesome. My work hours are, you know, 9 to 5, if we're being honest. <laughs> we just left a gay bar. And uh, I'm not in the mood to bang two chicks. I'm, I'm, I saw some big, uh, sexy dudes. <laughs> And, uh, you know, I was not turned on at all. So, I don't know if, I, you know, 4 a.m., I'm tired. I was not going to be your best. You're not going to get the A-plus Andrew experience, which is a C-minus if we're not grading on a curve, you know. The, the, uh, you know, you're a 10 in Wichita, but in Kansas, you're a 4. You know, in, in, in New York City, you're a 4, you know. Listen. Booty call hours, midnight is when it, that's when the that's when we've got to get started. You know, because we're gonna start this at four a.m. and and then what? We're gonna go and bang until five thirty in the morning. You think I'm gonna be? Uh, I know that's when you're the most drunk, and you're you know. I also get. I had this talk with a friend too where I'm like, I get anxious on their behalf where they're like, let's bang. And I'm like, you had a lot to drink. Like, I know you're giving me signals and consent and whatever, but at a certain point, I got to step in and be like, I don't think you want me. I think you just have an urge and the alcohol is helping you me <laughs> but anyway great gal next day hang out hot tub 
whatever, whatever. A little smooch here and there, a little bit of a little bit of butt grabbing, you know. She's like, I, you know, getting to know you. You're so sweet, and you know, anytime you're back, you want to stay at my place. Uh, you're welcome to to hang out. And I'm like, hell yeah, like I will fly here to. Even if you, even if there's no sex involved, no three, even if there's no threesome involved again, you're still. <laughs> the hardest part about staying in Hawaii is paying for a place to stay. So, boom, boom, you know, whatever. I'll bang your friend if you don't, you know, don't want to hang out the other friend, you and Tina. <clears throat> so. We get out of there. I'm back. I'm, you know, it's been two weeks. I'm texting her. I'm going. I'm trying to keep the spark alive because I have this master plan. I'm like, shoot, like, I'm flexible with my schedule. Like, if you're serious, I'll, you know. Sorry, mom. Thanksgiving's. <laughs> I'm not having turkey for Thanksgiving. I'm eating something. I'm stuffing something. But uh, listen. Hawaii is a better place to be than anywhere with your family. So, so I text her kind of the other day to be like, hey, you know, my uh, New Year's Eve tour just got canceled. So, you know, what are you doing? Oh, I'm not trying to make plans. You know, I don't. I don't want to lead you on. I'm not ready for anything serious. I just got a divorce. I've I've never really, I've only been with one other guy. And I'm like, oh yeah, it's fine. I just, you offer a place to stay even. You know, it's kind of like I was hoping to marry you. But uh, if, if, if all you say is, oh, my guest room's open, then that's a, I can pretend that was my plan all along. I'm very wholesome. I, I would never desire sex from you while you're sober so she's going oh yeah i forgot i offered to let you stay at my house and i'm like no i get it things get said in the moment and it's you know two weeks later you i'm not around so you you've got seventeen thousand other bumble matches one of them you probably like by now, so I get it. I'm 6,000 miles away. I wasn't trying to marry you, but it's cool. I, things get said in the heat of the moment. And she goes, no, I just forgot, and I totally would let you stay, but my I just got a roommate, and they move in November 1st. And I'm like, sure. But uh, then I flew to North Carolina the next day. Like I'm, I left Honolulu. That's like a six-hour flight, seven-hour flight. So the time difference, also three hours on top of that. I land. Uh, I had another bag packed. I stay up all night till 7 a.m. flight. I sleep on the plane, fly to North Carolina. Sleep immediately. Have a show the next day. And... uh, insane i went to this place in north carolina called bourbon street for
for Southern Cuisine. No more beach body for me. I thought it was going to be like a Hooters-type restaurant. It was not. It was just Southern food. I got the pulled pork, the mac and cheese, and the diarrhea. Not all at the same time. Now I know why everyone dies sooner in the South. Delicious, though. Here's what was interesting about that. You know, I'll do is I'll sneak some dumb food jokes in. But this was interesting to me. The tip, the you write your thing, and then there's the tip line, and it's also below that said tip the cook, and I uh, it was like I thought I did. I leave five bucks on the table that goes to everybody. There's the waitress going, sorry, he didn't write the cook on it. <laughs> if someone comes and hands me $100 after a show and goes, hey, this is, uh, here's a little tip. I'm going, well, I'll split this among everybody on the show. I'm not going, well, they didn't say to split it evenly, so I'll give Steve five bucks and... James, 30, and I'll keep 100 to myself. No. I feel like it's a way to steal an extra dollar because you fill out the thing, and then it says tip the cook a dollar, and you're like, well, I don't want to be a dick that didn't tip the cook. Can I draw an arrow that says, hey, this is... Deduct $1 from that and give it to the... I write a whole... On the back of the receipt, I write a note that says, hey, this is 75 cents for the person who picked up the Spotify playlist. This is uh, $1.25 to the hostess. Uh, this is my phone number for the bartender, you know, or the cook. Hooters, the cook was topless. Tour's fun. It's getting a little... It's starting to wear on people. We're losing our gratefulness, people. That's the key to everything, right? Ooh, that's a big hit. Watching television. Imagine being... A football player. Looks fun. Josh Allen's pretty good. Everyone's getting a little antsy on tour. A little fighting, a little snappiness, a little bit of like. <laughs> I was thinking it, it feels like um, one of those um, stereotypical prison, like the like all the openers are like, you ain't never gonna see me back here when I get out. Big things, I got big things planned when I get off tour. Oh baby. I'm going to get my own thing. I'm going to clip up my own reels. And then I'll be the headliner. Just you wait. I'll start from the bottom. I'll grind my way to the top. You wait. And then six months later, I'm like, hey, nice to see you again. I'm doing uh, good on those things, I think. I'm trying to just treat them, you know, work. Trying to work out the new shit. Build my act. I want them to see a new joke. I, basically, my goal is like every time they see me and I leave, I want to come back with a new bit. That way uh, they can never... Jeez, well, oh, this hack over here. 
Because a lot of Steve's audience sees, you know, they see a couple times a year maybe. And um, who knows? I think they're going to remember, but they don't. The Black Mermaid. But I tell you what, this went a little faster than I thought it would. Got the juices flowing. I can come back to it. I liked it. So, uh, I'm going to try to do this every so often. If I try to make this a twice a month thing, maybe you'll tune in. Can I count on that? Do something for me. Please. I'll eventually get video and we'll make it a real thing. But for now, we're going to work out the kinks. The kink. And uh, we'll try to keep it around 40 minutes here. And that is an outro, ladies and gentlemen. Andrew J. Rivers. Instagram, YouTube. Uh, Facebook, Andrew Rivers Comedy. Tour dates on Facebook. I'm bad at using a website. It's not easy to edit. Websites are over. Hot take. Who, who goes to a website anymore? Unless you're a restaurant with a menu or like a comedian with tour dates. Like that, you know, all that stuff can be on Facebook. Just saying. All right. See you online, folks.